The Staff and Graph Podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. In looks or salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Grab podcast. I'm Mike Stevens of Sports Illustrated and Hockey News, and sitting across from me virtually is not the future first female GM in NHL history. It's not Rachel Dory, but it's someone I would say even more handsome uh, and also someone who I now see on a more on a regular basis a lot more than I do, Rachel. Uh, Sean McKenzie, Sportsnet host extraordinaire. Sean, how you doing? I appreciate the uh, the compliments. I will say, though, I think Rachel's more handsome and much more established and intelligent than I am, but I will gladly take your flattery any day of the week. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to be more established than Rachel. I think, you know, it's all about kind of living in the, in, in the shadow of her, which I'm very, very accustomed we're, to. We're all just trying to keep up. Exactly. That's all it is. Exactly. Well, I thought with this podcast, just cause you know, uh, because Rachel's out of the picture, it's just me now I can do whatever I want with this. It's great. You know, the, the inmates are running the asylum. I thought, you know what, there's been a lot of, a lot of heaviness in hockey lately. So let's just not yeah. talk about it. Let's, let's just talk about Perfect. whatever we want to talk about. And you really, you really are like a kid who is left alone with no parents. Say eh? you're just saying, screw it. I'm doing whatever the hell I want. Rachel's gone. You're just gonna you're you're just you're freewheeling it and I love it. Let's go. Oh yeah. Ice cream for dinner, man. Let's do it. Let's let's go. <laughs> for um, breakfast. For breakfast, dinner, whatever. You you you're gonna have to force a vegetable down my throat. Yep. You cannot make me I, eat I, I I won't be doing that. That would make for a very weird podcast. That would if that's if that's where we're going, then let me know now because I can mentally prepare for it. But uh, yeah, I'm good with whatever. I'm sure some people will be into that for a subscription fee every month, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sounds Let's like work. fun. We're like four minutes in, not even, and we're off the rails. Oh, I yeah. You know, oh, you think we're four minutes in, buddy? We're like 30 seconds in, and we've already gotten OnlyFans mentioned. This is this is terrific. <laughs> um, I, I guess no, no, uh, I guess you, you must be pr- pretty sick of hearing about this at this point, but I, I got to start with it. Bobby Margarita, the, the oh, never, never sick of it, the, the craze that is sweeping the nation. Um, <laughs> Taking over the the uh, the liquor business, taking over the the you know the beverage business in reality. This is, I mean, how did first of all? I am a big TikTok guy. Like you know, I, I use it as essentially a posting app, but also uh, yep. just like you know to to form my sense of humor on and everything. And I see your dad has at the ripe old age of you know in his sixties, I'm assuming 50s, 60s around there. Oh yeah, sixties for sure. Sixties has dominated that app. Like he is, <laughs> he is up on the trends. He's up on the sounds. Oh yeah. Do you help him with that? Do, do you have like a young child, like intern that comes in and helps him with that? Or is he just, is he just hip and cool with the kids? He's paying Charlie D'Amelio an obscene amount of money to help run his account. That's the secret. It's, well, it's Bobby bankrupt Marg money, man. Bobby Mark is bankrupt already. because We're paying influencers to help Bob TikTok. No. Um, yeah, it's, he's the thing that a lot of people, and I find it funny because um, for the longest time, Bob's been a guy that, you know, you see him on TV and he delivers you the news and that's kind of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he always kind of didn't ever stray too much into the social media aspect other than to break news. And I think that's what made him so big is he was a guy that was very good at 
giving you the facts, giving you the updates, giving you the news. And that is what you wanted. And he got in and got out. But I think as he's gotten older, he's like to share kind of the more behind the scenes, personal side of his life. And what I know him as and what other people are now learning is like, he's, he loves music. He's up on trends. He, you know, not always understands it, but he really wants to understand it. He's not one of those old guys who's like, I don't care. And TikTok's stupid and you're an idiot. He, like he embraces it and wants to be a part of it. And I think he feels left out sometimes, you know, when he doesn't understand a trend or, you know, he's just a guy who loves information, whether it's goofy, dumb TikTok. So, you know, I, I help him with the trends and maybe say like, this is, but he comes to me all the time and he's like, what do you think of this idea? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't even know that trend. So yeah, he's, uh, he's very good at, leaning into something and committing to it and whether it's TikTok, whether it's breaking trades, whether it is margaritas, like he is, when he does something, he is like 120% all in the cliches are flying already, but oh, yeah. that's him. So yeah, he, uh, he's a, he's a force on TikTok now. I never thought I'd say that, but here we are. <laughs> is he, would you say he's a material girl? He is a material. Yes. I, again, I'm bad for that stuff. Like I love like, you know, clothes and, yeah. you know, just nice things. And I probably get it from him, but like, I'll have something. He'll be like, ah, and then like, he'll be like, where'd you get that? So yeah, he's <laughs> a big time, he's a big time material girl. He loves it. So how, how did bargain Bobby Margarita, the brand, like not even just the brand, but like the product start, because, you know, obviously he became known for yeah, after putting in the obscene amount of work that you do on the de- on you know the deadline days and free agency, yep. and then throwing his phone in the lake and just <laughs> essentially, you know, uh, like floating in a wave pool full of margaritas yep. for the rest of the summer, which is how I want to die. How did that come about? So, like, you have to go back a little bit, and I won't bore you too much the details of how actually Bobby Margarita started, but it's on like it's on the blurb on the website, and it goes through it. I think a lot of people find it interesting because, like, he he hasn't been drinking margaritas for, like. 50 years like like it just he's a really random guy and this is what again people don't really understand is he's just like a little out there sometimes and i mean that in the nicest way is he'll just go and like he'll just go and buy something and it'll be like, like why do you buy that he'll be like i don't know i saw it and like you won't like he'll have no rationale he's the type of guy that goes out on christmas eve to buy christmas gifts and you know he's coming back with something that like you didn't even know you wanted and it's weird and wild and like that's just him like he's oh yeah impulsive so i think it was like trade i think it was free agency day where the story goes he went across the scarborough town center across from agent court where tsn is and he was just like bored because he was trying to kill time before they had more hits and he just saw like one of those margaritaville machines and he was like well that looks good so he bought it and just showed up and like my mom was like what the hell did you buy that thing and he started calling himself bobby margarita <laughs> and then he changed his twitter handle and that's how it all started so that was like six seven years I don't, I don't even know how long ago and that's how that name started and then i've always been pushing him like the last year or so i was like just like because i'm like like you i'm addicted to tiktok i mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on social media, I buy a lot of merch, like uh, random bands. And I saw that world and I was like, just make some, like, you got, just make some merch, like just do something. And like, so he was always like, yeah, yeah. You know, I know whatever. And I don't think he, and then uh, I have a bunch of buddies who work in the, the booze business. And we were just kind of sitting around one time um, just by a campfire would have been last summer. And we were just kind of talking about that. And like, then we started going like, you know, what about can they all work in like the RTD ready to drink can cut. And we started kind of spitballing after like 10 drinks each of like, what if it was just his face called Bobby Margarita? And it was just like, I'm, I'm like, that's not a bad idea. And then, uh, 
funny enough, I have a buddy, Brock James, who's really high up at uh, Ace Beverage. Um, mm. They own they own College Springs now, <clears throat> and uh, he actually just I hadn't seen him in like a year and talked to him, and he texted me out of the blue and was like, "Hey, we want to uh, we got some new product. You want to try it out?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I'm like, "Actually, give me a call. I have an idea for you." And I just threw it out to him on the phone quickly, and he was like, "Meeting on Monday. I'm bringing the bosses in. If you get Bob in, let's go." And I asked Bob about it and he was like I'll take the meeting let's go and I kind of we worked together and kind of came up with the pitch and then uh that next week we started working on it so it all it all kind of came together within like two or three months that's that's insane like that it yeah. just it came from randomly one day he was like I'm just gonna go buy the the you know Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville kind of yep. kind of thing and then a couple years later he just made it his brand and then a couple years later boom he's he's got his face on a can you know he's mostly retired now so I think too he had a little bit more time and you know i think you know we both saw especially you know being on tiktok i think i saw that the other world of like people will invest in a brand or people will be interested in mm-hmm. something if you make it good if you make it really kind of you know honest and if you know you market it properly in a way that isn't just like hey i'm so and so take my canned drink that i've never tried we'll never talk about just buy it like that's not what this is all about like we are like in there tasting. We we are, we went in a couple uh, days ago to taste for 2023 samples. Wow! Like we we have merch coming out. Like I'm I'm you know we're going back and forth to uh, the designers. Like they're doing up sketches. Like this is very much like hands on. Uh, the guys at Ace joke that Bob is not a silent partner by any means. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's fully invested in the rollout strategy. So come March, late March, when we really kind of launch it at the LCBO. I think you're going to see, don't be surprised to see like Bob rolling down the street and like a Bobby Margarita branded golf cart throwing margaritas because he's unpredictable like that. I cannot wait. That is absolutely hilarious. Like it's, and it just like, it makes a lot of sense too, because he's transformed himself into, you know, like an internet personality, like people, you know, like he's a recognizable face. Clearly it's on the can. And I always found that like YouTubers and TikTokers, like when they do merge, it could just be the normal, like routine, you know, here's like my, you know, my lip palette or here's, you know, this, but he took something that was part of like a fun part of his brand and turned that into like a commodity, which I think is super cool. And it's something that not a lot of people do effectively and it worked, man. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like I said, he is uh, like, there's like, there's nothing getting past him that isn't signed off on by him. Like, you know, every little detail, every little, he's in on the design meetings, he's in on the tasting meetings. We're going in all the time and talking about the rollout strategy. He was visiting uh, liquor stores in Alberta when it launched. Like he's, you know, this is a, like, I think that's what excites me the most about it is it's not just something that we came up with and just kind of like said, put your name on it and be done with it. Like it's, it's kind of our baby and whether it does well or not, it would be great if it does, but just the process of doing it has been so cool. It's been so, you know, fulfilling for both of us that I think it's just alone. Like, you know, it's been, we, we, we joke and say, you know, we're, we're booze moguls. Like there's George Clooney and then there's us what's between there. We don't talk about, but it's, 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 <laughs> it's George and us. So we're looking at Lake Como uh, waterfront property soon for Bobby Margarita headquarters. Absolutely. Yeah. So you got George Clooney, obviously with, I think it's what Casamigos is his tequila. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. And you got the Dan Aykroyd skull vodka. Yep. Then you got the Travis Scott. I think it was cacti that just bombed yeah, spectacularly yeah, yeah. last year. Yep. And then you yeah, got. Bar- a, yeah. I heard that was just awful. I heard it was just brutal. 
how long is it until you guys dip your toes into the the hard seltzer world? Because that is something that I think everyone and their mom is is, is going to to be jumping into soon. Yeah, that was and like again, these are all things I've learned along the way because mm-hmm. we have all these meetings with you know Ace Beverage, who's our partner in this, and that's things we talked about. Like you know, do we want it to be you know, and right from the get go, we kind of said like we could easily do like a tequila margarita seltzer, like, you know, yeah. like, like, and it zero calories, zero sugar. And I was like, and same with my dad. It's like, well, you're Bobby Margarita and we like margaritas. Like, it just seems we're not really trying to sell a trillion of these things. And just like, it's, we're selling something that we like to drink and we've got it. What we feel is really close to like, as close as you can get to like an authentic margarita in a can. Obviously yeah. it's 5%. It's not going to knock you off your feet like a good margarita, but like, like, it. like it just, you can't, you can't replicate a 14%, you know, whatever, or, a, you know, a, a straight tequila margarita. But uh, yeah, that's why, like, I don't think we'll ever go into the seltzer world just because I don't know, we're, we don't want to be white claw. Not that we'll ever be there. A conglomerate. They're so big. Um, and we just want something that we like and is, is cool. And it's kind of niche. So it's fine by us, but uh yeah, if all else fails, we'll have stacks and stacks of it for ourselves for the cottage. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Does seem like the perfect drink to have by a dog. Like it. It is. It, it's. I, I'm really excited. People in Alberta, I'm sure, have had it. And there's some people that go like, "Oh, like it's they drink it. They, it's, it's too light." And like I say, it's not a real. <laughs> it's it's a, as real of a margarita as you're going to get in a can, but it's not going to be like like there are 14% can cocktails that are a true replica of a cocktail. This is somewhere between um, a real margarita and the seltzer. And it's, you know, it's somewhere in the middle. It's a, you know, a tall cans, 180 calories, I believe with less than 10 grams of sugar. So it's not a, it's not a 40 gram sugar type of Smirnoff ice type of deal, but it's also not a zero sugar, you know, sparkling water with a hint of tequila. So I don't think we'll ever, uh, yeah, get too far into that world, but, uh, it's, it's good just to sit and have one or 10 by the dock on a golf course somewhere. I just want summer to come so I can dip yeah. into our own stash. <laughs> so if we were, if, if you were going to do a spinoff on that, like if you were going to like, we can't call it Sean Margarita, but like, you know, if you like, what, what drink would you be? Because are you a, a hardcore margarita guy too, or would you do a gin and tonic or a, you know, an old fashioned or something? What, what would you, what would you do for yours? Oh, I, that's tough. I do love margaritas. Like, yeah, I mean, they're great. Who doesn't? Let's be real. They're so good. And that's the thing is it became, and it's also cool because it became like a family thing for us, right? Yeah. Is where like the summer would hit and like we would go and we'd use and abuse my mom and dad's cottage and mm. I would make Bob make us margaritas. And that <laughs> just became like, it became almost like a little family tradition. So it's just cool that, and that's what I mean is why we'll never get into like, the seltzer worlds because we the margarita is the tradition of it and yeah it's 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 a family staple yeah so i i i'm fully invested i i I do love um i like old fashions but i find like after two of them they're deadly like it's 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 tough i'm i'm a i wine i'll drink anything that sounds horrible someone's gonna be like this guy (laughs) but give me any good give me any good cocktail any quality beer Mm -hmm. give me bud light give me a i'm a I, yeah, I love any kind of beer. Um, I'm a bit of a wine snob. Like I like really good wine, not saying expensive, but like, I really, really love wine. Um, so yeah, that's basically a long way of saying that 
I'll drink anything and everything you put in front of me. <laughs> I mean, that's first of all, you, you're easy to, to, you know, be at a party with, yeah. I guess. Right. You know, yeah. you don't have to whip it up and I'll uh, throw my hand out and grab it from you. I'm trying to think if there's one thing I don't like. Yeah. Is there one that just you're anytime someone puts it in front of you, you're like, nah, not me. I'm not big. Like I'm not, I haven't got into like the espresso martini. Like anything oh, like, yeah, cream, no. like they're like, they're good in small portions, but I haven't gone that full. Like just give me a classic cocktail a beer or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I've, I had a theory like back when bars were legal, I guess they are now, but like, you know, back when during, yep. during the phrase, I'm only, I'm 26. So I, I, I can at least look back close to my, my university years and, and yep. do this. And I always thought that like these fancy, these fancy cocktails you get in stores and all that or non-stores in restaurants, they're one, they, they're one ingredient away from being good. Like they always have yep. one, they always add one extra thing to them that just completely throws it all off. Like, and, and that's your, like, there's so many bars that you go to and like, you look at the cocktail menu, it has some crazy name and then you look at it and it's like basically an old fashioned, but they're yeah. like, I put mushed up black licorice in it first. Like, it's like, no, like, or like I smoked it with hickory and I'm like, I get it that you want to do something fancy, but it's like the old fashioned is good because it's an old fashioned and it's, it's literally an old fashioned. Yes. Like you don't have to put your twist and there are some i've had some really good old fashions where it's like it's our twist on it but it's like i don't know put a twist on something that hasn't been around for god knows how many hundreds of years like it doesn't yeah. need a twist there's some things that just don't need a twist and it's, yeah it's, right. if it ain't broke don't fix it you know uh, yeah that's that's my take on it is don't mess with the classic or just create a whole new drink yes like, that's all, true. you're right you're right it, it always it's always one like yeah it's always feels like it's taken one ingredient too far I, I always found that that was egg whites a lot in that, like people yeah. always add egg whites and I, I'm sure, and I've had a lot of people say like, oh no, it's great. It adds like a phone. I'm like, yeah, man, but I don't want to be thinking about like essentially like placenta in my drink. Like I just want to, I just yeah. want to get drunk. Although I don't want to think a whiskey this. sour with an egg white yeah. is a top tier drink, but that again is part of the ingredient it's made with. Although I did have, I was in Vegas last year for the. I did two weeks in Vegas last year for the conference final, which Ooh. I don't, re I don't recommend anyone does. You like, live to tell the tale. Yeah. And it wasn't even, it was during COVID. So like things were open, but it's just like, it's not even so much that I went out at all. Like we did dinners and stuff, but it's sensory overload. Like yeah. you can't walk to the lobby without like 40 people running by you. The lights are going, but I, I'm off track now, but I did have, a a, uh, a margarita at a restaurant where the rim wasn't salted, but the uh -oh. foam, it was like they made a salted foam, which was goddamn delicious. It was really good. And I was really, really concerned when I saw it on the menu because I was craving a margarita. Um, and I ordered it and was like, whatever. Like, And it was like almost like that egg white foam, but it was made with salt. Okay. See, that works. So Every sip, you know, sometimes like when you have a margarita and the salt is off the rim and yeah. then every sip had the foam in it. So it was like the perfect blend. It was genius. Have you, I mean, are you, are you looking at that R and D kind of stuff for your own brand? Cause that's smart, I don't even man. know where to, that, that's like some elite level, like it's true chef's table type of shit. Like, I don't even know, like, can, can you foam in a can? I don't know. Like when you, when you open up your own, like speakeasy after sales go booming, yes. that's when, then you can start really getting in the lab, really oh, focusing and on that stuff. Yeah. Then you won't see me on talking leafs anymore. <laughs> talking lineup changes. I'll be wearing like some, one of those weird leather aprons being a weird cocktail snob and insulting people who add strange ingredients to drinks. 
like we're doing already, but the Incredible. apron will make the apron will make it more official. But it, it is cool, like the the process of like you talked about the, the salt, like being in the lab at uh, Ace Beverage is amazing because mm. like they actually add that stuff. Like it's like like the the people we're working with at Ace Beverage show it to them because they're geniuses. There's a team of them that are like they go back for our tastings and they come back with pictures of like fresh ingredients that they've made live on the spot like it's not some like like ultimately when the full rollout happens it's an automated system in a factory but the actual ingredients they have and then they mix them and then like they'll be like no go back into the lab come with more and they're adding like you know like you know natural salt flavor like it's crazy the stuff that they can do to create these flavor profiles like i was i was just blown away by how I just took it for granted, right? I'd grab a drink, you know, whether it be a cottage springs or any, any of those type of, you know, canned seltzers or beverages, anything. And like, I'm like, Oh, it's good. But now watching them make it, I'm like, that's pretty damn cool. That's, that's extremely cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So just switching focus a little bit from yeah, yeah. the thing that messes up your health, I guess, <laughs> to the thing that really helps, because I think there's a new trend in hockey, in hockey media, um, because I had Chris Johnson on uh, a little while ago to talk about this too. So I, so I ran a marathon in summer of 2020. Okay. CJ beat my time by a lot. Uh, when a, he did his. Kids a freak. Fastest man alive. Yeah. Kids <laughs> a freak. Fastest man alive. You know, uh, it, it's ridiculous. We should be guiding his not blocking it anyway. Yes. Um, best movie ever. And then now I got Mr. Iron Man over here who I, just I'm one day. I'm trying. I'm trying one day decided, you know what, I'm just going to conquer all of these athletic feats and push my body to the limit. How did that, how did that come about? Like, how, how did you just instantly become say like, all right, I'm going to become like, I'm going to become like David Goggins. Like, I'm just going to start doing crazy. I, I, I love Goggins is the, like nobody entertains me more than Goggins, not to hijack the original question, but he's, he might wear be sunscreen. More... <laughs> Cause you're a wimp if you do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and like, I loved his one line. I read a book where it was like, he was trying to convince some. I'll get. I'll, I will answer your question. Oh no, go, dude! You, we can go on any mountain tangents. Like I said, Rachel's not here. We can do anything we want. This is perfect. Let's do whatever yeah. the hell we want. Um, there was a book I read. It was amazing. Where a guy lived with a Navy SEAL, and it turns out to be Goggins, but he didn't say who it was at first. Yeah. And it's Jesse Itzler, Itzler, who owns part of the Atlanta Hawks, and his wife owns Spanx. And like she is like she's like he's like worth hundreds of millions and she's like infinitely more successful than him and i think sold spanks for bill whatever and he decided one day to have david goggins it's a, an amazing book if anyone wants to read it it's hilarious and he just wakes up one morning and is like my life's soft i need to toughen up and it he invites david goggins and basically says like live with me i'll pay you for a month and like teach me your ways and he like so goggins shows up and he just like ruins this poor guy's life in a good way like just like terrorizes them but like the funniest story from that book that makes me laugh to this day it's whenever i go outside to run in the cold or the heat or anything mm -hmm. i always think to myself so like this goggins i guess first day is like we're going for a run he's like well it's like 11 at night and he's like so and he's like yeah. it's freezing out and goggins is like well who says it's freezing and he's like i, I I, like the temperature is like, well, who's, who's giving me the temperature? He's like, I saw to the computer he goes, does the computer have to run? <laughs> and like, the guy's like, well, no, he's like, but it, like, he's like, and he's like, you're wearing shorts and like, you're only, he's like, you're not wearing like long johns. And he's like, well, like how he's like, you can convince your body that it's warm. And he's like, how is it? Like, you can fight the cold with your mind. And the guy's like, okay. He's like, but like, 
what about like, you know, does it work? Can I convince my body when it's hot to be cold? He goes, no, shut up. The heat doesn't actually work like that. The heat will fuck you up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, obviously. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, like, and it was just like, like, don't, don't ask stupid questions. No heat's heat. Like, and I'm like, that is the most inadvertently funny line ever. But yeah, that is my favorite Goggins story. There's so many good ones, but back to your original question. Um, mm. I think the thing you notice with a lot of, and this is more my, my uh, kind of personal feel on it is especially guys like CJ and a lot of media people and people who work in hockey or work jobs. I think we're seeing it across the entire business landscape and just across the world um, is that when things went on pause, things that we always wanted to do or thought about, but never really expressed or never really, you know, thought it was realistic, I think became reality because Mm -hmm. like, I have always loved fitness. I've always loved running. I've always loved working out. Um, You wouldn't know it because I was 20 pounds overweight for most of the time I worked at sportsman simply because I was still working out just as hard, but the travel kills you. Yeah. Like, like it's like, you know, like it was, just basically you're working out to try to stay relatively in shape. And I don't think people fully understand. And this is by no means a complaint because I wouldn't trade the travel for the world. And mm. I think anybody who complains about, Oh, I'm so busy. I have to travel to cover hockey. You don't deserve sympathy because people yeah. would drink for that, but it's the reality of, you know, living out of a suitcase, traveling 20 days a month, going on playoff series where you're gone for, you're in Vegas for two weeks at a time. You're gone for a month. Like, it's hard to, even when you think you're eating healthy, you're not because you're going to like Chipotle, I'm yeah. healthy. And like you get a bowl, it's like 1300 calories. So I think having the pause of like, Hey, COVID's hit. You're sitting in your house for a year at the first one. And I was just like, I can finally actually eat the healthy. And I think that allowed me just to like become at least visibly fit because I just, I can cook my own food work out, still go out for runs, do all that kind of stuff. And then I think that kind of led to me going, okay, well, like I have more time on my hands. So let's sign up for a half Ironman because mm-hmm. there was not really much to cover at the time. And even I don't really work a ton in the summer with hockey, you know, not being on. So that kind of led to that. And I was like, yeah, I actually like this. It's fun. And I think it kind of opened up my eyes to like, you know, there is more, if I have the time to do it, I do want to do more than just travel and cover hockey if I can squeeze it in like that is still my life and I love it. But I think the pandemic for a lot of people made everyone go crap. Like there are other interests that I would like to pursue on the side. And I think that's, you know, that's cool. Like CJ too, for another example, like, you know, I think, you know, he's still, he's a freak because he's still running every day, which is wild. But I think, I think like me, when you wake up every day for a year after being like, go, go, go flight to flight, hotel to hotel, never really settled in one place you're like oh i have time to do the things that i actually envision myself doing if i didn't work this you know kind of you know travel uh, hectic job that's awesome man i mean so so what's next on the doctor for you in that regard then like you you did the half i did the half i'm training for the full in tromblant uh c- coming up in august so i i just got off i got off the bike like 20 minutes before we hopped on so i was oh, like really? trying to I was like sweating like an idiot. I was like all <laughs> gross. And like, that's why I was like, are we going to be on camera for this? Cause I was like, <laughs> I was texting you as I was riding the bike. And I was like, I am not going to be visibly presentable in any way, shape or form soon. So I'm training for that. It's I've been training for about two months. I have another, I don't know how, how I'm so bad. How, how many months away is uh, 
August, so you know, March, April, May, June, July. Five? So I, six, yes, yeah, five or six. Yeah. So another six. I have another six months of training, so it's fun. And I don't know. I, I don't. I like the routine. I've realized kind of like it just keeps me kind of, and it's something to uh, to look forward to. So yeah, that's that's what's next. So six more months of training, and then uh, I'll do it. And then I plan on never doing it again. That's the good part <laughs> about it. Is I can say I've done an Ironman, and then I uh, everyone's like, "You're gonna, you're gonna," and maybe I will because I didn't think I'd sign up to do a full either, but everyone's like, you're going to end up doing them all the time. And I was just like, no, like, you're not going to become that guy. No, I'd never like the Sunday bike. Like I have to be on the bike on Sundays for like four hours. Um, and that's just like, we're early on in training. So like, I, I don't want to do that every year. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> so do you have a Peloton? No, I have a, um, I put my road bike on like a trainer. Oh, sick. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So I can just kind of, I like Zwift. It's just like the crazy popular, uh, um cycling app that kind of like it's like a virtual cycling world um so yeah so i can take my bike off and go outside eventually when it gets warm but i do love the best thing about uh peloton is that well i don't know if they're even going to be in business i'm not a financial advisor but the a lot of the hotels are getting them now which is perfect oh really we stay at weston's a lot on the road weston Mm -hmm. and mary is kind of like our like you know go-to and they're starting to put them in uh, a lot of the hotels so can always sneak in a uh, and get like a, a good half an hour Peloton workout in. Well, that's fantastic. I'm all right. So you talk about how awesome your job is. And I always thought that, I mean, you have the sick, like you have the best job. It's, it's, you get to travel, you get to be, you, you know, the face gets to be on TV. You get to talk about this kind of stuff. It's great, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to write and, and, and hit dumb deadlines like we do, you know, like it's, it's, it's the best of both worlds. Talk to the players. I don't know how you guys, I, I, I don't know how writers, like yourself amaze me because I can't write. Like I can read and write. Like don't <laughs> that'll be the headline. Sean McKenzie yeah, no, that's... Can't read and write. Yeah. Um I can't like I write like uh like my I don't know where to put a comma. Like I shouldn't admit these things, but like I write for TV. Like that's like yeah. how I like and I just when I read like really well written articles, it's just such a skill to write, especially the way you guys do it on deadline. Like it's just done and off and I'm like, holy crap, that is just gone. Like that's wild. It's wild to me that you guys can formulate such, you know, concise thoughts and just send it off so quickly. It, it's impressive. I mean, thankfully when I'm at the games, which I, I am now, I, first of all, like you and I, we, the Leafs have 10 home games in, yeah. uh, in March and I, I have the rest of the home games the rest of the season. Uh, so I'll see you tomorrow, which is cool, but um, that's going to be insane. Like that, that is, that is too many games, but you, uh, there was a very nice viral clip that came out earlier this year where you and Eric Carlson seemed to have a little bit of a bromance <laughs> going. How did, how did that come about? Like, is it yeah, fashion, you know, re- like respect, I guess, between the two. I love Carl's, uh, Carl's awesome. He's such, such a good guy. And, uh, he's a guy that I'll, I'll have nothing but good things to say about. I covered the Sens when I first broke into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I got hired by Sportsnet to do like city TV updates. They were kind of a thing before they, they weren't around that long. Um, and then I got sent to Winnipeg. I did that for like three or four months. It kind of like just a stepping stone type of like, Hey, can you actually speak on TV without screwing up? Mm. I apparently passed that test. So they sent me to Winnipeg to cover the jets. I was only there for two months. Um, came home for the summer to cover some playoffs. Um, and then I went back to Winnipeg for a week and Ian Mendez yeah. left Sportsnet to go to uh, TSN radio. And he texts me and another just great guy and texted me and said, Hey, do you, you might be interested in this. And so I just emailed and they said, yeah, 
you know, we're considering you, you know, and then a week later they said, do you want to move to Ottawa? And I was like, sure. So I was like a 21 year old kid, you know, fresh, basically scared out of my mind, you know, now on the Sens team charter being their main broadcast host, like, and I'd never done live broadcast before. Um, and it took me a little bit to like, you know, I was so nervous just doing everything, but like, you know, that was the year when they had Mathot, Carlson, Spets at Torres, um, just like, and the chemistry in that team in that room was like nothing I've ever seen. And Ottawa is such like the media, there's such a small family in a good mm-hmm. way that, like you just end up sitting next to the players, talking to them, especially on the road, like you're on the plane. So a guy like Carlson, just, you know, you'd see out in the city. I would see him on the road at the hotel. You'd end up, you know, at the restaurant and he would always just talk to you. He just, he, even if he he doesn't know you and he always kind of has a joke, a little chirp for you. Like he's that kind of guy. Yeah. So I just got to know him really well. Um, we have a handful of mutual friends in Ottawa still, cause he truly does like, He's in Ottawa in the off season. His friends are there. His wife is from there. So like, you know, he really does love that city. So a lot of the guys that I hang out with when I go to Ottawa are his good buddies. So it's just been kind of a friendship that uh, has been, been around. And I know that whenever I interview him, he's going to have something funny or dumb to say. So I always, <laughs> I always ask for him and he always, and I just, I can always count on him to say something really, uh, really goofy, but he is just like a really genuinely uh, good guy. I've enjoyed spending time with them. Do we have any, uh, do we have any Eric Carlson, Carlson stories we're legally allowed to share? You know, any, any funny, uh, funny little tidbits? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's any I can share. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. There's none, but like even little things like, for example, um, like this tells you, I don't think they would ever mind me saying it because it just shows like the quality of people they are. And this is about Spets as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember early on and, and like, I, I knew like, you, you know, these guys, you talk to them, you know, you talk about their lives. Cause you're, again, you're on the team plane with them. Yeah. You check into the hotel with them. You're at the airport with them. Like it's hard not to see them and, you know, but it's polite. And at first, especially being 21 and, you know, just, just trying to get by and learn the ropes. I was, you know, very quiet and reserved and, but, you know, you get to talking to these guys and Spets always, you know, he, he knew my brother, knew my dad, you know, um, Spets' dad and my dad are friends. So like, he'd always come and talk to you. And I remember one time we were in Carolina and this was like a couple months in and, uh, I, I, I'm a big going to movies alone guy. Oh dude. Like, yes. It's the, oh my God. That is, it's the that, best. That's my, that like literally for a while, that was my brand. Like just me. Yeah. yeah. Oh we could talk the rest of the podcast about how great going to movies alone is. Yeah. My favorite the, thing in the world, especially on the road. Like if you have a day off on the road, I like to go to the mall. I like to walk around, probably buy some stupid piece of clothing. I don't need, and then go crush a bag of popcorn and watch. Like I love a mat, like a three o'clock show and you get out and you're like, that's it's like, you know, six o'clock and you got your night ahead of you. It's perfect. It's the Dude, best. You are, speak- yeah. you could not be speaking more of my language I love it. right now. Yeah. Oh my it's, God. It's, anyone who thinks it's weird to go to a movie alone is weird. That's yeah. And that's you don't need accurate. them in your life really. Like the people no, who no, judge you for just, that. Just get rid of them. They're yeah. toxic people. But I remember it was, we were in Carolina and uh, same type of deal day off where, you know, there's a, uh, it's called uh North Hills or whatever. It's like a little complex where the hotel is nice hotel. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, all those outdoor shops. There's a, you know, a uh, movie theater. And I remember just walking in to go see a movie and it was like Carlson Spezza and somebody else. 
And I was like a couple people behind them in the line to buy tickets. And they were like, come up. You're not awkwardly standing back there alone. And they're like, you like, <laughs> and like, and then like, I just sat with them and watched. And like, what movie was it? Oh, I wish I could remember. Nah, man. I, and like, it wasn't like, and there's nothing wrong. Like, I understand where a lot of players and want to keep media separate. Mm. I fully get like, and I don't want to be friends with players. Like that's, I have enough friends. They like, but Ottawa was a little different in that sense when it was really tight knit group. And, you know, like it would have been so easy and I would have fully understood if they were like, Hey man, how you doing? And they just went into the movie and I sat alone. Like that, yeah. that's no big deal at all. But the fact that they were just like, Hey, like, come, you want to hang with us? And we chatted and just kind of shut the shit a little bit. Like it was just a nice gesture that tells you a little bit about the type of guys they are that they would even consider that. Like, cause there are a lot of players that would be like, I don't really want to sit next to a media guy for a full movie. I don't really know. And rightfully so that's a hundred percent fair. So that's not a real interesting story, but it kind of tells you a little bit about, it just stuck with me as, you know, you know, two guys, you know, that uh, obviously just are good humans. I, I just want to know personally what twilight movie you guys were seeing, whether it was <laughs> breaking dawn, eclipse oh i've seen them all um I mean, I've read they're, all the they're great you've read, read all the twilight books oh yeah I, I i i'll read basically anything and everything i'm weird like that if there's like a vibe like if there's like something that's viral out there or like when it blew up i was like yeah i'll read it i'll see what the hype yeah, is shot. and once you start it you can't finish it right is like the, it's, uh are they are they like I, I i've come to respect the movies they're very funny they're great like fun watch oh, they're, they're they're so bad yeah it's so good it's like you got like they're a great movie to watch with buds like with friends yeah. like it's it's terrific are the books uh, uh how do the books compare to the movies quality wise i wish i could tell you because i was young right like when they came oh, yeah. out i would have been like a teenager probably so that was why i was like oh these are great um i don't know they could be i don't think anything can be worse than the movies like the books are probably better they could be god awful for all I know, but I, re- I read them all. Like so that that tells you what you need to know. Like I'm not a big person. I my one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is like someone who's like, well, that sucks, and you're like, well, why does it suck? Like, did you read it? And they're like, or like a movie, and they're like, that's garbage. Yeah, and like why? And they're like, well, just because it is, because it's stupid. It's Twilight, and I'm like, but like, even if you ironically enjoy something, you still enjoy it. Yeah, you're still having fun. Yeah. It's like people who hate like Nick, like people who hate Nickelback, like because it's like I hate Nickelback. Well, it's like no, you're just one of the many people that genuinely just likes to hate Nickelback. Like and that's they have some low key bangers, like Nickelback. Well, like if everyone, if everyone in the world hates Nickelback, but yet they're one of the highest selling artists like ever, like yeah. their numbers are insane. Then does everyone really hate Nickelback? I don't know. No. It's a the numbers don't add up. It's uh, it's suspicious to me. What what is your what is your uh, like guilty pleasure type Twilight type kind of thing? Like, is there you know like my, personally mine is Glee. Glee Love watching yeah. old school Glee. What's what's yours? That's a good question. I'm trying to think. I don't really have a ton. I don't mind like the odd like young adult book series. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't even know what they're called, but like the anything with like the weird magic in it and something like that. But I haven't done that for a long time. Cause I've been, I don't know. I feel like I've get addicted to my phone now. So I don't read nearly as much. Yeah, true. But that was always, that was always one like that. Like just, if you see like, like again, if it's a popular book series, that's like blowing up and going crazy. I'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll see what all the hype is. And then you end up 
reading at all. I don't guilty pleasure. I don't think I have many like that. I'll get back to you with it. All right. I'll, 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 I'll hold you to that. that. You've stumped me. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm here to ask the real questions. That's yeah. why it's meanwhile, this is journalism. Meanwhile, in my mind, I have like 20 and I'm like too embarrassing, too embarrassing. <laughs> he, he's the filter, like the right type of guilty. Pleasure exactly. Where you're like, yeah, it's kind of funny, a little embarrassing, but still like level. So that's so uh, quirky me... and random, dude. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying to be really quirky quirky and random and not like totally weird and scary there's a fine line between weird and really creepy and quirky and strange it's very yeah you're right i mean that's that's those are words to live by really i'm I'm trying to toe the line so let me let me try to edit my guilty pleasures and i'll get back to you so there's there's a story you know i i play uh i play nhl 22 with james myrtle a lot you know he used to go on the road all the time (laughs) he's great so he he always teases this story, the 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 infamous Mark Masters plane story, uh, the Mark Masters first class story. Can you yep. give me your? Were you first of all? Were you on that flight? I was not on the flight. Okay. I saw the, I saw the infamous tweet go out. I believe it was Cuthbert who sent it. Yeah. Um, and I saw it, and I laughed to myself because it's something that Mark, I can envision him doing, and I say that only because Mark is like. Anyone who knows Mark understands why accepting that he would do that isn't a negative thing about him. Yeah. He's just very like literal and he's also like the kindest person ever. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing is like Mark is like the nicest human being and would do anything for anyone. Oh yeah. Um, But he's just very like logical. Like Mark would be like, well, I got the upgrade. So I have to sit in that seat. Like (laughs) that would be Mark's, brain like just the sense like like well like yeah I, it's my ticket like what like i we don't like, want to cause a scene like yeah it's, like, 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 like that's trouble. Like, like, like i put him for my upgrade just and i had an upgrade available so i put him for it i got my upgrade sorry like it's like it's just very like and but i saw cc's tweet and then i saw like all like oh dog and all of them get involved and then i just saw it start to like balloon and that was amazing because like when you see moments that you know are going to go viral Oh, and yeah. then Bab- and then Babcock got in on it, and it was just so perfect because Mark is just the best sport. If there's one guy who like is the butt of a joke that you know can deal with it and drag it on to make it even better, it's Mark. It's the best. Well, him and like him and Babcock. First of all, anyone who doesn't know the story, I'm pretty sure it wasn't it Mark's wife's birthday too. I, I don't know about that. I just know they were traveling. She went on a road trip with them, and mm-hmm. they were traveling home. And Mark took the upgrade from Chicago, and he <laughs> first class, first class. And his wife was in economy, and Cuthbert tweeted a photo of it and said something along the lines of like, "The only guy I know to." I you can look if you Google Mark Masters first class, the tweet will come up. But CC oh, yeah. exposed them, which is amazing because he, if it wasn't for CC's bravery, we would never know that that happened. <laughs> exactly, we wouldn't know it. Ex- that that's what journalism is for, man. That is what I mean. Th- that's, that's what that's, Twitter's for. Yes, that's true. Twitter is a horrible cesspool mm-hmm. of just darkness, except for that one moment. I exactly, love it. and also your your dad's the traitorous one for one tweet. Which was my phone yeah. background for a while. <laughs> he should he should sell that as an NFT, and then we should all retire in Italy or something. I'm shocked he hasn't. Like, cause didn't cause CJ? I'm pretty sure CJ put his uh, his juggernaut tweet up as an NFT. Yeah, I was I was sitting next to him when he was like, I? I'm like, yeah, like I do it. Heard, yeah, I'm like, do it, do it. Like, and uh, yeah, I was sitting right next to him when we started talking about that and laughing, and then 
I watched him do it and I found it amazing. And I was like, we're living in a new world where you can sell a tweet. So I found that to be quite entertaining. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll wrap it up a little bit with, uh, with, with, with some fashion tips. I'm going to have you be my, my personal, um, a personal fashion uh, uh, excerpt because I, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, I, I would say I, I'm not, I'm not a very fashion forward kind of guy. You know, I, there's a great, like, there's a great, the only sketch of Amy Schumer's that I find really funny is she did a, a guy version of say yes to the dress, but it's say fine to the shirt <laughs> where it's like say yeah. fine to the shirt that you wear. And yep. I, I have that all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm like, I'm like 5'10", 185 pounds, you know, like uh, how, how would you, what would you recommend to a guy like me or me in particular to look my best, like some staples oh. for the wardrobe, some, you know, uh, whether it's uh, everyday wear or formal wear or whatnot, like just help me out here, man. I, I am not an adult. I don't know how to dress myself. It's a good question. Cause the older I get, like I used to, like, I still love clothes and I, but like I've veered different ways so many times. So like, I'm always in a suit on the road, like, mm. you know, like at work. So it, it's hard for me to ever, like, I don't know. I'm the wrong guy to ask. Cause like, I'm feel like I'm getting older and just less stylish. Like, I feel <laughs> like I used to like be up on every, now I'm just like, I like, this is like a, like, and again, I love certain brands. Like this is like a, a cool running brand. Mm -hmm. That's like kind of fashion kind of running, but I find myself just like buying stuff like this because it like serves multiple purposes. Like, it's kind of workouty, but is comfortable and looks cool. So I don't know, like just, if you don't know, my advice to anyone is I'm, first of all, I shouldn't be giving fashion advice. Like, you know, like this is, I've seen those green suits, man. Like, I, I think, I think you're in a good spot. Yeah. And, but that's the thing is like, I love, yeah. Like I love casual clothes and I love, I will say though, that people always like, Oh, like, you know, your suits are crazy. Like I find, and this isn't answering your question, but I find, TV suits for me are like a costume mm -hmm. in a certain way. Like a, you see a lot of people on TV just wearing like a suit that they would wear to like a wedding, like just a yeah. plain black or blue suit. But the way I look at it is like, I'm not trying to steal the show and try to be like, you know, but at the same time, I am a performer. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I look at it is like, yeah, I want to entertain. I want to, you know, put on a costume of sorts. Do, would some of my suits look absolutely ridiculous if I was like to work on Bay Street and wear that? And yeah, I have like a I have one suit that's like peach, almost pinky. Like yeah, I would the be wolf suit too. Out. Pardon the wolf suit too, or the one yeah, with the, it's got the yeah, wolf in liner on yeah, it. Yeah, like I ha I have crazy double breast. Like, but again, like it's TV, right? It's some element of so that's why like I would never recommend like if you're not someone on TV going like wild wild because it's a lot like it's you're the center of attention but that's what being on tv kind of is i don't know just wear like plain jeans that fit in a white t-shirt you can never go wrong with that that's true all right man I, I mean my theory on like casual clothes is i buy like one really nice thing and wear mm. the shit out of it yeah like i'll buy like one really nice pair of boots like one nice pair of jeans that i'll go get tailored mm -hmm. and get them like fitted perfectly and then like a bunch, if it's summer, like a bunch of really nice t-shirts or like one really nice hoodie. Like I own one cashmere hoodie that I wear <sighs> on the plane, like everywhere. Like it's the only thing I travel with. It's perfect. It, it looks nice at restaurants. It, you can wear it with jeans. You can wear it with anything. And that, that's my advice is buy 
not a lot of shit, but nice shit, and you'll never go wrong. Man, that is that cashmere hoodie. Like, does it just oh, feel like you're getting hugged the whole time? Yes, it's the best, oh. it's the most comfortable thing ever. And again, like, it was expensive, but I don't own five hoodies. I own one. True. So it's a small luxury, and it's just yeah, on the plane, it's the best. It's like Ab- a oh, like man. a warm hug while traveling. It's like wearing a like a snuggie, but like acceptable yes. in society. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And yeah, so many people, like, I don't know. I, I've lost track of, I still follow along with it because I do love fashion, but like some of the trends are just ridiculous. It's almost like who can one up the next person with clothes now or how many labels can you wear? And I don't know. As I've gotten older, it's like just if it fits nicely and feels good and I don't have to try to match it with nine other things, then it's, it's a okay with me. All right. Well, that, that sounds, I mean, that, that's a great philosophy to live by. I have, I had a great pair of pants, loved them, ripped them on the butt the other day. So I'm kind of yep. still in mourning on that, but that's I'm the gonna, worst. That's, that's, oh, I, like I said, I, 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 I own, I own one pair of jeans that I basically wear until they fall apart on me. Mm-hmm. And then I replace them with probably the same pair of jeans just over and over and over again. It's a, it's a beautiful cycle. Yeah. Circle of life, baby. That's, that's yep. the way it is. Well, Sean McKenzie, thank you so much for giving me some time after working hours. You know, this is, this is beautiful. Um, I can't wait to to see the rollout of Bob, Bob Margarita. It's going to be, it's what, a couple of weeks from now? Like that's, that's huge. Yeah, it's crazy. I've, I've lost track of all time because it feels like uh, mm-hmm. we just started kind of creating it now. It's yeah, it's already March. So yeah, like expected in the LCBO late March, probably early April, I'd imagine. But like, yeah, you're going to start seeing a lot more. You're going to get sick of, uh, you're going to get sick of hearing about it. So if you buy it, we'll stop talking about it. That's a total lie. That's an absolute lie. But uh, if uh, go, just go buy it and try it, enjoy it and uh, have some fun. So I should send any like, you know, fines that I get for public intoxication uh, after just, just chugging those bad boys uh, to you or your dad or which, which one? Just put them in the mailbox. Just write write Bobby Margarine on the envelope. Don't know where to go. And no, you don't need postage. Like they know, yeah. like we, we prepaid all the postage. So just write Bobby Margarita, send it in. It's like sending letters to Santa Claus when you're younger. Like they definitely got to the North pole. Right. Yeah. They and, definitely and got. If anything, your, your dad is kind of the Santa of margaritas, right? Like he brings it to all the good boys and girls every summer. Exactly. Now. Yep. And that's the thing is we will not pay your fines. <laughs> we will laugh and probably just, do absolutely nothing and continue to drink our margaritas. But it's if you're having fun, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Good words to live by. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Sean. I will personally see you tomorrow. And uh, and I guess these our lovely listeners will see us on uh, Monday. So absolutely. thanks so much, I, man. I appreciate uh, having me on, man. Thank you. Awesome. Take care.